welcome to Curdled Ink, One Woman's Tirade Against Poor Writing and Problematic Romance. My name is Lee, and this is actually Lee from the future. I'm time traveling all the way back to before episode one through the magic of podcast episode editing. Podcast editing, that's what I meant to say. I started this podcast before I had anything figured out. I didn't even have a name yet. I'll talk more about that in a moment, but I just wanted to drop in here because now it is much closer to the launch date and I have a lot more details figured out, so I will be dropping in an intro and an outro to the first couple episodes just so we kind of get a little bit of consistency going. So that's all I wanted to say. Me from the past will now finish the introduction to this project this series, what this podcast is going to look like. Here she is. Hi there, my name is Lee, and you can probably hear my cat purring in the background because that's what he does. He is up on my desk right now because I'm doing something, so he has to be a part of it. Welcome to my podcast. Fun fact. Giddy. He's pawing my face right now. Fun fact, I don't have a name for this podcast yet, so we're just gonna have to see what it's called, but I just really want to start recording this podcast right now when I have a few moments of free time because that's kind of how my life needs to work, (laughs) is I am constantly juggling like 10 billion projects, and when I have a moment to start a project or work on a project that I've already started, I just take it. So here it is. This is my podcast where I will be kind of talking about critiquing, trash talking, (laughs) Fifty Shades of Grey, chapter by chapter, one chapter per episode. Hopefully if the podcast survives long enough and I finish the Fifty Shades of Grey series, I will be moving on to Twilight next and then maybe some other series. We'll see how the podcast evolves over time. But for now, here I am. And before I get started with the meat of the podcast, so to speak, I wanted to tell you a little bit about myself. So I am 28 years old as of recording. Recording. I live in the Pacific Northwest. I have a cat whose name is Kashek. He was named after the cat character in the Welcome to Night Vale podcast, so if you understood that reference, hi, welcome. There's going to be a lot of those. What else? I'm kind of a all-around creative type. I write I make music, I design and sew clothes, I am now podcasting, (laughs) and I'm also a kind of online sex worker, adult content creator type of person, and I am a polyamorous, pansexual queerdo, (laughs) and I am kinky, I'm submissive. So that's kind of the perspective that I will be bringing into this book series, and that I will be critiquing it from that perspective. And about this project, why did I try, why did I choose to start this podcast? Um, There's a bit of history there. So back when the 
the Fifty Shades books first came out, I was hearing all of this like brouhaha about it on Tumblr and the internet at large, and I decided to read it myself, you know, just so I could make informed arguments for or against the book series and or anything portrayed therein. And so it kind of started out with like, I was just making Tumblr posts about my impressions of the book as I read it you know, as I read each chapter. Then I kind of switched it over to YouTube videos for a while, and that was a lot of work. I kind of stopped doing that after a while, and that was all like a few years ago at this point. So more recently, as I've kind of started doing my online sex work type of stuff, I was approached by one of the websites that I post my photos on and sell my content through and they wanted to do kind of a nude video podcast project where different models would just talk about whatever they wanted to talk about while they were naked and so I was like yeah how about I do this thing about this book series because at that point I I still wanted to finish out the series I wanted to do a commentary on the movies, which yes, that's definitely in the plans as well. But I didn't really want to go back to my series of YouTube videos because it, it just didn't feel like the right media for me anymore. I don't know. It just didn't feel right for this project anymore. But then that nude video podcast project got shut down. I don't know exactly what happened to it, but I, I submitted one video and it never got posted anywhere, so whatever. I have been interested in podcasting for a little bit, and this Fifty Shades of Grey project seemed like a really good thing to kind of resurrect in podcast form. I think it would lend itself really well to podcast form, and uh, we're about to find out if I'm right. So... <laughs> I'm also really excited to kind of revisit these books because no, I'm not giving you the links to any of those old Tumblr posts or YouTube videos because I was a very different person then. I was less informed and educated and experienced about kink. As of right now, I still don't have a huge amount of real life experience with kink and with submission, but I have done a lot more research and so I consider myself a lot more educated, a lot more knowledgeable about my own kinks and about kink and BDSM and submission in general. And also just like lefty social justice, um, socio-political stuff in general, I think I've, I've definitely matured a lot. I've learned a lot since my last attempt at critiquing these books, so I'm excited to see how I approach them now, how my opinions have changed, how they have stayed the same. We'll see. So that's enough about me. I just talked a lot, but this is first episode. Let's move on with the series. I have paper notes here. I'm going to do my best not to have too much of that noise in the background, but we'll see. I apologize in advance if there is some paper rustling. So for those of you who don't know the story of Fifty Shades of Grey, I'm going to kind of try to be explaining the plot and the characters a little bit as we go along, but honestly I'm not too fussed about it anyway. That's not why I'm here, so whatever. I don't think that's why I, I don't think anyone's actually here for the plot. So the book starts, we're introduced to Anastasia Steele, or Anna, as she will be referred to through most of these books. She's described as pale, with blue eyes, and brown hair that she is struggling to tame in the mirror as we, you know, come into the opening scene of the book. 
and she is trying to tame her unruly hair because she has an interview with Christian Gray, CEO of Gray Enterprises Holdings Incorporated. Do we ever find out what Gray Enterprises Holdings Incorporated actually does? Just like businessy things that make money? I don't know. I don't remember. It's not the point. Kate, Anna's roommate works for the student paper at the university that they both attend, and Kate is sick, so she can't take this interview that she was originally going to do. And like, okay, two things right off the bat. First of all, the kind of difference, the stark difference between Kate and Anna is immediately established because Anna is like looking at herself in the mirror and she's like, oh, I'm so plain Jane and I don't know what to do with my hair and oh my god, I look, I'm going to look so out of place at this fancy corporation. Meanwhile, Kate is described as still being gorgeous even when she's sick. So this is kind of how Anna is going to relate to the world and to other women through the entirety of the series. And she's just this very, like, I don't know if mousy is the right word, but just very, like, plain Jane, very sheltered, very... She doesn't relate or she doesn't have a positive relationship with her body, with her looks. You know, it's it's described a little bit later that she is wearing her one and only skirt for this interview, so she does not invest in her appearance, in her fashion. Meanwhile, she is just describing every woman around her as beautiful and gorgeous and sexy. And on the one hand, I'm a little bit sad for her because, like, the way she's described, like, she doesn't sound... Like, she sounds pretty. I don't know. Brown hair, blue eyes, pale skin. That sounds beautiful. Oh my goodness, Anna. But on the other hand, as a writing device, it's just so heavy-handedly positioned as like, she's like the unattractive kid in the corner of the lunchroom. She's just surrounded by all, like all the other girls in school are, are hotter than her and more desirable than her. And, and it's, it's just really, I don't know what the word is, but it's, it's, it's just a really, really tired writing device, I feel like. It's like trying too hard to have the main character be relatable for the average everyday person who doesn't see themselves as this like amazing, stunning, attractive person. I don't know. One might describe her as a Mary Sue, I suppose, or like the anti-Mary Sue. I don't know. It doesn't sit right with me is what I'm saying. So anyway, my second thing that is I'm pointing out right away is like they go to a university in Vancouver, Washington, which for those who don't know Seattle and Washington geography, Vancouver, Washington is not the Vancouver you're thinking of. The big city, like well-known Vancouver, is Vancouver, British Columbia, which is in Canada, just to the north of us. Vancouver, Washington, not so much. It's just like, it's there, it's in Washington. So that gives you an idea of like, how did the, like, this journalist from a school paper in some, like, random-ass place, Washington, get an interview with the CEO of this, like, huge global company? We don't know. Who cares? Hand wavy. That's not the point. They just have to contrive some sort of meeting of how this plain Jane student would ever be in the same physical space as Christian Grey, CEO of 
what is it, Gray Enterprises Holdings Incorporated. Whatever. Terrible plot devices abound. She's a misfit. Yeah, that's what I had in my notes. She's like painfully misfit. So like as a character design, she is trying so hard to be a misfit. Holy shit. So she goes to whatever the fuck building. I don't know if it's the headquarters of this company, but whatever. Whatever building she's meeting Christian Grey in. Every, it's, it's like described as like gorgeous and modern and sleek and everything's like just beautiful and polished and you know. You know the you know the type of office you've you've seen it on TV if you even if you have never been there every in- employee she encounters so far is blonde and to the point where she even wonders if Mr. Gray only hires blondes which is either poor writing or kind of a red flag if this guy is only hiring attractive blonde women to work for him like what the fuck is up with that and then of course to compound her like misfit uncoordinated every girl characterization she quite literally falls into christian gray's office she trips and falls and he catches her in in the cheesiest romance movie scene you could possibly imagine she looks up at him as she's like in his arms and she's like oh whoa he's so hot like she she's just instantly attracted to him of of course i highlighted page 10 in my notes where he's trying to like subtly like dommy flirt with her like immediately and first of all she's like completely oblivious because she is painfully vanilla in case that has not been made clear yet but also like hello this woman is here to interview you like that's so unprofessional that's he's just like oh hot woman in my office I don't care why she's here I'm gonna flirt with her let me see if I can find the quote they're talking about how he got to where he is and like she says maybe you're just lucky he says I don't subscribe to luck or chance miss Steele. the harder I work the more luck I seem to have blah 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 etc and finally she says you sound like a control freak the words are out of my mouth before I can stop them. And uh, first of all, yeah, good good catch there. Um, Christian says, oh, I exercise control in all things, Miss Steele, he says, without a trace of humor in his smile. I look at him and he holds my gaze steadily, impassive. My heartbeat quickens and my face flushes again. She's here to interview you. She is doing her job. Like, this is the the you know rich billionaire equivalent of the sleazy guy writing his phone number on his receipt and handing it back to the barista at starbucks like she is doing her goddamn job i mean not really because she's not actually a journalist but like she is here in a professional capacity and you're trying to get with her you're trying to make moves on her like fucking stop it gross So anyway, another quote that I saw further down the page is, besides, immense power is acquired by assuring yourself in your secret reveries that you were born to control things. Um, gross. (laughs) Fuck, that's not dominance. That's just having a big fucking ego. I'm actually, I'm reading, um, like a BDSM guide book. I'm vetting it before I let my girlfriend read it to like let her learn more about kink because I'm trying to like teach her to dominate me um and uh it was written by like a a 
cis straight white dom in I think the early 2000s and he has moments where he sounds a lot like Christian Grey which is gross but whatever um maybe some doms are actually like that and I just haven't met a good one yet but like most doms or dudes who claim they're doms that are like that in my experience are just they just have too much ego and not enough knowledge of how BDSM actually works. Anyway, so as this goes through the interview, um, I just continue to hate Christian Grey more and more as he just like flippantly refers to laying people off with absolutely no regard to the fact that he has just cost people their jobs. He brags about having no like board to answer to, so I, I'm not gonna f- go flip through and find the exact quote, but he's just like, I do what I want. Like, he's so, oh my god, okay, I have another page pointed out. So, page 12, what he says is his guiding principle. I don't have a philosophy as such. Maybe a guiding principle. Carnegie's, a man who acquires the ability to take full possession of his own mind may take possession of anything else to which he is justly entitled. Fuck you. Fuck this guy. I hate him. I hate him so much already. Oh yeah, and then Anna is just like kind of reading off this list of questions that Kate gave her because like she's not a journalist. She doesn't have any like actual practice in providing interviews. So she's just like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And one of the uh, questions is, are you gay? Admittedly, that's an incredibly confrontational or it, it can be construed as an incredibly confrontational question. No, confrontational is not the word I want. It's it's incredibly personal. Feels a little bit inappropriate for an interview to include just a straight up like blunt, are you gay? Like, because here's the thing, as a queer person, like one of the cardinal rules of being a good member of the queer community, which like, okay, there are many different queer communities depending on geographical location and culture and like generations even. So there's not like every queer person around the world does not have we don't exist in one single sphere but whatever one of the cardinal rules of being a queer person at least the way I was raised into queer culture such as it is you don't out people and this is like encouraging him to out himself there are all kinds of reasons why someone might not be ready to or feel able to be out and so you respect that like, that's just, that's just basic respect. That's manners. So I don't approve of that question being in the interview. On the other hand, he also reacts really angrily to being asked if he's gay, uh, which also rubs me the wrong way because that feels like, oh, whoa, I'm a straight man. I am big, powerful, you know, cis, straight, white man, no homo. Absolutely biggest no homo you could possibly want in the world. I'm sorry, I just touched a key on my keyboard. I shouldn't do that. That's bad audio. Anyway, he's just like, whoa, like noping the fuck out of there, which also, fuck you, bro. I don't like this guy. Moving right along. Another thing that I remember from my first reading of the book, and we're, we're encountering it already in, in the first chapter, just right off the bat, the way Anna describes her feelings of like being attracted to Christian Grey and like kind of getting all fluttery and like flustered around him as she continues to be attracted to him, she's 
like the emphasis on confusion. What's happening? Why am I feeling? Why is my heart beating this fast? Why am I blushing and, and feeling overheated? And why, why can't I form sentences? And it's like, you have a crush on him. Like, have you never in your life had a crush on anyone? I, I don't, like, what? And it, it gets even worse and more egregious as as the books go on and it, you'll see like the way she refers to being turned on it's like have you never experienced this ever in your life like ever like i it i just can't like okay um it becomes pretty clear throughout the books that she experiences romantic attraction she experiences sexual attraction like we've already established that she experiences sexual attraction so like You've never in your like 15, 16 year old height of hormones, like you've never felt this way before about anyone ever or just like randomly about nothing when you were 13 and your hormones were like, holy shit, what is going on? Really? 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 You've never had this experience before? And it, it, it just, it just feels like another way to be like, oh, she's so innocent. She's never, like, she barely even is aware that she has a vagina. And, like, it's, it's just, I don't know, maybe if you have, like, a really extreme corruption of innocence kink, like, like maybe this would be an enjoyable series for you, but I, I, I don't know. I feel like even in the way that it's, like, written, I don't know that it would even be enjoyable to those people. She's just so, like, continuously shocked and awed at the fact that she is having fluttery feelings about another human. It feels, what it is, is it feels misogynistic. It feels like, oh, here's this, like, chaste, pure, innocent, you know, small, sheltered, inexperienced woman and and here's this like rakish, devilish, sinful man coming along to corrupt her, but like it's it's not even done in a fun way. It's just done in a bullshit way. I I think that's how I feel about it. So anyway, they conclude the interview and Christian again starts like asking her all these questions about herself, which is not why she's there. He insists on walking her to the elevator. He even like puts her jacket on for her, which is all he's just it just feels like he's taking this excuse to touch her. He's taking this excuse to like spend five more seconds with her and it's all like I I guess it's supposed to be like oh he's showing his interest and like he he wants to spend more time with you and oh isn't that like isn't that hot or romantic or however but to me as a woman moving through society I'm like bro like it just feels like he's trying to monopolize her time and he's trying to like keep the focus on him for longer and I'm you know like I've had this experience with dudes who are just like entitled to my time just because they find me attractive and they will do literally anything to keep my attention on them for five more seconds even after I'm like I've made it pretty clear that I'm not interested and it, it just it just feels like more of that but also maybe it's because I already fucking hate Christian Grey so much even after one chapter of being around him. So anyway, it all feels very creepy and it will only get even more creepy as the series goes on. Stay tuned 
end chapter one. There we have it. That's chapter one. That's episode one of this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I am recording all of this before I get pretty much any social media presence set up for the podcast itself because I want to record a bunch of episodes first so I have kind of a backlog before I release anything. So I will probably add like a note on the end of this podcast of like where you can find the podcast on the internet. Anyway, for now, that's about all I've got, and I don't have a closing quote yet, but hopefully I will have a closing quote eventually. It's just one of those things, you, you can't rush it, you can't go into the first episode of a podcast knowing exactly what your closing quote is. It's just, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode, I hope you'll join me for the next episode. Okay, bye! <laughs> Hi again, this is Lee from the future jumping back in now that I have kind of figured out more of an outro for this podcast, um, so I don't kind of just leave you hanging on this first episode. So I'm pretty sure I forgot to mention this at in the intro. I will try to mention this in the intro of all future episodes, but as you can probably tell if you listen through this episode, which I'm assuming you did, there are quite a few kind of heavy subjects that we're going to to be talking about throughout this book and this series. So I will be doing my best to make as complete as possible of a list of trigger warnings in the episode description. It will be updated for each episode, so if there are different upsetting subjects in a different episode, it will be a unique list of trigger warnings for each episode. I'm doing my best to guess what will trigger people, but obviously triggers are highly personal and like unique to everyone, so if there is something thing that's coming up consistently that you want to have a trigger warning for, please let me know. I will give my contact info in a second. Please get in touch with me. I'm happy to add any trigger warnings that I miss at first. Now for the promoting myself. <laughs> part of this. So my name is Lee. You can find my non-sex work social media at allmylinks.com slash Lee C artist and you can find my sex work social media at allmylinks.com slash candy kitten. This podcast can be found at you guessed it, allmylinks.com slash thecurdledpod. Be sure to check the episode description again for the spellings on all of those links. Some of them are not spelled the way you might guess. Speaking of links, you can find this podcast's Patreon at that last All My Links link, where you can support this podcast monthly in return for some fun exclusive content. I only have a few rewards per tier. I only have a few tiers up right now that might be changing. I might be adding some more tiers and or some more rewards for each tier as uh, time goes on. And again, if you have any ideas for exclusive content, you know, anything, anything you want access to in, re in return for being a Patreon patron, that would be really helpful because I've never made a Patreon before, so I'm kind of figuring this out as I go along. And speaking of getting in contact with me, if you have questions, comments, comments, concerns, or if you want to make a one-time donation that is not through Patreon, you can get in touch with me at curdledinkpodcast at gmail.com. That's just the name of this podcast, and then the word podcast at gmail.com. Easy enough. 
If you can't, don't want to, or don't feel comfortable supporting us monetarily, supporting me monetarily, it's just me, you guys. And trust me, I get it. We don't always all have money to spare. Please rate and or leave a review on your podcatcher of choice, or tell a friend, write a blog post, do whatever it is you do to spread the word about this humble podcast. That would be so greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. Our logo, our amazing logo, is by Reese Jones at tearlessrainart.tumblr.com. I would highly recommend you commission him for any and all of your digital art needs. He is a spectacular artist. Really, go check it out. And I think I'm going to leave my pithy closing line as a surprise until the episode when I actually think of it. Uh, So, till then... Bye. so my cat can figure out what the fuck he's doing with himself. God, I have my phone on my desk and I just realized it's going to be buzzing all the fucking time. I'm sorry, I put it on the floor. Hopefully that solves it. Actually, hold on. Can I not silence it? Okay, whatever. It's going in my pocket. Please rate and or leave a review on your podcast podcatcher of choice. Hello, I haven't talked this much in a while. Can you tell?